This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having a friend for a long time, Adam Taplinger. Now at Tax Credit Co., we are going to get a crash course in employee retention credits and how you are going to be able to access new programs. Adam, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me, man. So why don't you give a quick background uh, on your involvement in the industry uh, and also on the banking side, which uh, is a nice foray into uh, how you can be helpful to the Halo community. Yeah, I guess a long time ago, right? We used to work together at Sage and Advisor. So in another life, I was an investment banker uh, for about 15 years or so. Uh, focused a lot on helping middle market companies, capital raising, mergers and acquisitions. And so worked at lots of different shops, but I ended my career in investment banking about six years ago to join a company called UFID Health Clubs. Uh, It was one of my investment banking clients, and I uh, joined as uh, one of the executive management team members in 2014 to do a couple of things. One, uh, to to help really roll up at the time, it's a fragmented industry, bought bought a lot of uh, clubs over the past six years. Subsequent to that, uh, also, just really, really helped out the company in all all things that move the needle in terms of the p and l. So really familiar with the fitness industry, really familiar with the different models that are out there, and really familiar with the challenges that it faced uh, not only early on uh, over a normal uh, over a normal year, but also uh, post covid. Yeah, so clearly, we didn't have the essential business or the you know, SIC code classification to really tap into the PPP programs and some of the other government programs. So how did this employee retention credit come about and how has it evolved over the last six months, you know, and and how you can use it in our industry? Yeah, it's a good question, man. So I, I left UFIT in April of last year. It was really tragic to see some of the fitness companies the fitness landscape uh, really start to fall into trouble quickly uh, a- after COVID. And so <clears throat> depending on where the companies were in the spectrum of what type of company, were they private equity owned, were they not private equity owned, were they franchised, were they not franchised, there were some alternatives open to fitness companies uh, in April, uh, May of last year, though the, the, the actual uh, landscape of those stimulus opportunities was was highly limited uh, to fitness companies. And it really didn't make a ton of sense considering fitness companies were among the most uh, impacted and challenged by COVID. And so the employee retention credit was part of, originally part of the, the CARES Act. And so uh, as I'm sure everyone knows, the PPP uh, Paycheck Protection Program really grabbed all of the headlines as part of the CARES Act. And it, and it was a great lifeline for some companies, those that were able to get it. Uh, Though not everyone, as I mentioned, was able to get it. And so one of the lesser known uh, stimulus programs under the CARES Act uh, was called the Employee Retention Credit. Mm -hmm. And uh, very importantly, there was a a, a prohibition uh, originally, and it has since been removed, and I'll get into that in a second, but there is a prohibition on companies that took PPP to also claim the employee retention credit. So uh, if you're a fitness company and it's June of last year and you didn't take PPP for whatever reason, you couldn't get it, it's very possible you may not have known about the employee retention credit uh, through no fault of your own. A lot of folks did not. 
Uh, and it's possible that you did get a PPP loan, either small or medium, large amount. But to the extent that you did, you wouldn't have been discussing the employee retention credit because you would not have been eligible. And so that's the landscape of what happened last year uh, from, uh, from April through December. Um, but in December, something really important changed. So when the uh, congressional uh, budget passed, the omnibus passed at the end of December, there was two, two things happened. One, the employee retention credit under the CARES Act got extended into 2021. The thresholds for what a company actually needs to qualify got dropped down to, to lower thresholds, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but third, and most importantly, for companies that did receive PPP, uh, the prohibition was rescinded. And so companies that did receive PPP, uh, whether a small or a large amount, are now eligible to receive the employee retention credit. What's the magnitude of this? And, and give us the actual formulation of getting that uh, credit calculated. Yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. And so uh, but just on a high level, uh, a couple, couple things to think about. First, you have to determine whether or not the business is eligible. There's two paths to eligibility. And, and those paths are an either or, it's not both. So a lot of folks talk to me and they say, hey, you know, I didn't have this, but I might have the other. That's totally fine. And I'll, I'll lay it out here. There's two. The first path is a uh, decline in gross receipts. And that very simply, originally in 2020, and it's different in 2021, I'll get into that in a second. But in 2020, if you had a 50% or greater decline in gross receipts for any 2020 quarter over that same quarter in 2019, that is eligibility and that is the first path. The second path to eligibility is uh, it's called a suspension of operation by governmental order. Sounds complex, it's not. It's actually really simple. If there is any governmental order in any state that you operate in that impacts your business, that either fully shut down the business or partially shut down the business, and uh, the example I like to give in fitness industries, uh, fitness companies, is, is a capacity restriction. That is indeed a partial shutdown. You've got a gym. You've got to put 25% or fewer folks in it or 50% or whatever the restriction is in your particular state. That is deemed a partial suspension. So a lot of guys will say to me, hey, you know, I, was only, I wasn't shut down or the you know, state let me stay open, but, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not really suspended. Well, yes, you are because the state now says you can only have half as many people in your club. That limits your joins. That limits your personal training. That limits a lot of things that you can do. So um, to that end, that is the other path towards eligibility. And now to, the, to your question, Pete, well, what does it mean? Right? It sounds like, okay, I'm eligible. Is this 10 bucks? Is this 20 bucks? It's material. And, and for fitness companies, uh, I'll give you, uh, so, so I'll give you the, the kind of broad view on how much the max is per, per employee. But for every W2 employee you have, uh, you could be eligible for up to $5,000 per employee depending on your particular fact pattern last year. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're a club with 100 employees or a small chain of clubs or boutiques, and you've got, you know, 100 folks uh, across the chain, uh, you, you could be eligible for up to half a million dollars 
of credit for last year. Um, it actually gets bigger and talk a little bit about 2021. Uh, the, the actual act was extended to quarter one and quarter two of 2021. And you could be eligible for up to $7,000 per employee per quarter for each of Q1 and Q2 in 2021. So those same hundred folks could get you an incremental, potentially million uh, four in uh, 2021. Now, everyone's different. We have to look at back patterns individually. We have to determine the suspension of operations, but you could imagine the numbers start to get big. Uh, there are some thresholds with respect to the actual calculation of wages. They have to be done a little bit differently if you have over 100 full-time employees in 2020 uh, and over 500 full-time employees. The number changed for 2021. Uh, so the numbers move around a little bit, but to, to give you an example of a franchisee that I've worked with that has, uh, has about 30 clubs in multiple states, and they have about 350 employees. Uh, they, they were looking at a credit in 2020 of uh, over $2 million. And 2021, they'll probably be looking at uh, about three uh, three or four million, depending on what the orders look like. And so then a lot of folks ask me, oh, is this a loan? Do I have to pay it back? The answer is no, you don't have to pay it back. It is a payroll tax credit. Uh, another important distinction, it's not income tax. doesn't matter if you're an income tax payer or if you've got negative net income, this is not income tax, this is payroll tax. It's above the line and it is a, uh, it is a payroll tax credit on effectively on your payroll taxes, on your FICA. And if you're owed more by the IRS than you pay in payroll taxes, you'll actually get a check back from the IRS. Got it. So I love programs, but I hate applications. It gives me a lot of anxiety, um, which I'm sure a lot of people on this uh, webinar slash podcast are thinking about, hey, this is awesome, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fill this out correctly. So talk about how your team kind of barnstorms in, what you guys do, how long that takes, uh, how you guys get compensated. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, th this is what we do. So as I mentioned, my background is investment banking and fitness. But thankfully, we have folks at Tax Credico that are um, incredibly talented. That This is all they do. And for the past 25 years, this is what we've been doing is a calculation of tax credits. And so uh, the company is uh, private equity backed. We, we've got a tremendous reputation. We have over 200 employees. We work with thousands of companies um, historically over many different tax credits. Just so happens to be that this is this one is really topical for fitness companies. But uh, we, we have folks that do all the heavy lifting. So our clients don't have to. And that's one of the best reasons to hire uh, hire us is that not only do we have the experience, uh, we're not cowboys. We don't look for stuff that's not there. We find everything that's there. And for fitness companies, there's plenty there. We do the calculation. We provide it to you in an audit-ready deliverable. Um, there are some important restrictions we have to look into. For example, making sure that uh, there's no double dipping. Uh, for example, you can't take the employee retention credit on certain wages that were forgiven for the purposes of uh, the PPP. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do both. It just needs to be thoughtfully, uh, uh, thoughtfully calculated. Uh, and that's, that's what we do. So all of the work, we do it. We need some payroll runs from folks. We have some diligence questions that we ask. But all in all, for fitness companies, it's a, it's a really 
painless process. There's there's not a ton of work. Um, the, 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 the operating structures for fitness companies are um, you know, elegantly simple. Uh, so for us to do the work, to do the heavy lifting and to get the calculation uh, to, to our clients, uh, takes a takes a couple months, but we we deliver everything in an audit ready package, uh, and we stand by our work. So our work includes any audit defense that comes up in the future. We have uh, we, we, the IRS, like any like any other tax position, has uh, three tax years to go back and audit um, this tax position. Um, and so, like any other tax position, there's always that risk. But we do stand by our work that the work was calculated, provided, and delivered. Uh, in compliance with uh, with the CARES Act and, and the law, and we stand by that work. Is there a sense of urgency? Obviously, a lot of these acts and bills kind of start off in a certain form, and they kind of machinate and into something else. Like you talked about the original prohibition, do you kind of see like, hey, you got a, probably a three month window before somebody kind of tinkers with this, or what's your thoughts on? Yeah, on that, that's. A- that's a great question. You know, the CARES Act was the largest program ever passed uh, in terms of governmental stimulus, and it was passed in a matter of eight days. Typically, tax programs, stimulus programs, they come out after a year of negotiations. The, the big four and, and, and the big law firms usually have really well-established uh, Q&A. IRS interpretations have come out before the acts are passed. The, the, this is something that's a living, breathing thing, whereas the the IRS interpretations have changed many times over the past several months, uh, depending on where they see the, the the ebb and flow and how it's being read uh, at the time. And so, uh, while there is, uh, while while the while companies do have three years to claim it, and that's important to note, um, there is also a a risk uh, that the interpretation of this act changes uh, over time. And uh, the other reason to kind of get at it right away is that we have to look for fact patterns in the data. And so what I mean by that is uh, we're looking for terms of, in terms of qualified wages, in terms of the maximum amount of credit, we're looking for uh, what we call qualified wages. And, and that is operational metrics that correlate to uh, reductions in idle time. And so, or sorry, it increases in idle time. So we're looking for what an employee was doing over a specific period of time. And a lot of times we need to query the employees. We need to survey them. We need to do some sampling. We need to ask them um, what it is that they were doing over that past year. And there's a lot of uh, uh, employee churn in fitness, right? Just natural employee churn of boutiques, big box uh, big box clubs. And so uh, if they're gone, we lose that data, number one. Uh, and number two, if uh, you know if folks' memories change over time, and if we start digging in, you know, six months, a year later, they, you know, through no fault of their own, folks just tend to forget. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's better to get at it sooner rather than later. And when 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 you talk about the the tax credits, is there any contribution that's that's allocated back to the employee, or it's just the portion that's paid by the company? It's, so this all goes back to the company. So what so what wages qualify are wages and health benefits. So uh, any uh, wages paid to employees. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, the actual to, to dive a little bit into the weeds, uh, the credit is fifty percent of the first ten thousand dollars in wages and benefits paid to an employee. That's where we get the five thousand per employee for last year. For next, uh, so, yeah, for last year for twenty twenty one, it's seventy percent the first $10,000 in wages and benefits per quarter in each quarter one and two. So you take the total wages, 
you take the total healthcare benefits paid. And so uh, here's where it gets interesting. If you furloughed folks and you paid their health benefits while they were on furlough, even if they didn't get any wages, those health benefits still qualify. A lot of folks were on furlough a long time. And if you pay the employee portion of the health benefits because you, they didn't have any income to offset it, you weren't withholding anything, you could claim both the employer paid portion and the employee paid portion. And I'll tell you that adds up pretty quickly. Got it. So what, what companies, um, you know, you said it's a federal program, so it doesn't matter on a state by state basis. Um, you know, what, what types of success have you been seeing, um, you know, in the health club and studio space from the work you've been doing here so far? Tremendous success. Uh, I could give you, you know, anecdotes of, of boutique studios that we've worked with. Uh, one, one group here in Florida where I live, uh, it's about 20 units or so. Uh, they're, they're going, I mean, not a huge, uh, uh, not a huge employer, but, you know, decent amount of folks. They're going to see over a million bucks uh, between the two years. Uh, probably more, probably closer to two, but every state has its own unique fact pattern of suspended operations uh, due to government order. And so it, every state has something. Some like Texas have less than others, like Arizona, like California, like New York. Uh, but you know, I'd encourage everyone to to really dig in because not only are there state orders, but there's city, there's local orders as well. And um, and and so if you're looking at you know, certain counties within California, actually more restricted than the state. Uh, also certain counties in Texas and, and, and Arizona as well. So obviously New York City had some pretty stringent restrictions. Worth looking into it, um, even if you're, you're not really sure what the order is, there's likely something impacting your business if you operate a fitness club, any type of fitness club. Got it. And then, and then just two... Maybe detailed questions here, and maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't. Um, is there any issue if I go through bankruptcy and come out that I have any restriction on looking back? And then the second question is if I acquire anyone's clubs over the next X number of months or years, am I able to go back and claim that as if I was the owner? So it's a great question. Uh, depends. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that question. I love okay. that question. Thank it comes you. out of bank, coming out of bankruptcy. The answer to the question is, uh, if you're talking about a new, uh, so, so so clearly the period from when the business emerged, clearly that's yours. And so let's say you emerged in September, you've got that whole period of time between September and December. You you can actually calculate those wages. Um, to the extent it was pre-bankruptcy, that really is a question I can dig more into. But I believe it's a bankruptcy estate. Uh, I believe it may go to the estate, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah, okay, sure that makes sense. Yeah, because I was on their watch. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and so on acquisitions. On acquisitions, uh, depending on whether it's a stock deal or an asset deal, and depending on whether or not the company took PPP, the predecessor, and depending on there are a whole bunch of rules the SBA put out in October about acquiring companies that took PPP and what needed to be done. And there's different steps and it's a little long for this call, but I'll tell you that the answer is yes, you should absolutely look into it. And uh, if you're looking to acquire a company, uh, we have another service that we provide where we do, uh, we do an analysis based on the diligence you have. So we can dig in and tell you what the seller might be leaving on the table. So you just give us what's in their data room and we'll tell you, say, okay, they didn't take this or they only took you know, a thousand dollars worth, and there's another half a million dollars there. You could build that. You could pro forma out your model, and uh, you'll get a tighter model. 
Awesome. All right, man. Well, I think this is a good crash course for uh, for all of our operators and entrepreneurs there to tap into this. We're going to put up Adam's contact information. Uh, I will vouch for him unconditionally since I know him for a very long time and he does great work. And uh, thanks for helping the sector. And I hope you stay in it for the rest of your career. Awesome. Thank you. We need you, we need you to stay Halo, bro. Halo, Halo 100%. All awesome. The time. All right. Thanks for the uh, education here. And uh, let's go and get some money back into uh, these clubs so we can hit the uh, the next frontier of growth. I love it. We'll I love that. it. Thanks awesome. so much. All right, man. Talk Take to care, you soon. Bye. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.